What's goody, people? What's goody? How y'all doing? Let me turn this mic down. Yes, this is your boy, Juice Wanna, and this is Old York Gritty, right? As you know, I've been trying to, you know, keep it kind of short because the things that I'll be getting into, you know, they be in depth. And because I want people to have a full understanding of what I'm saying. So as a matter of fact, what I have to do is actually um, put some links inside the descriptions so, you know, people can actually, you know, if they want to go look this stuff up, because I'll be giving pieces of it. I won't be giving, you know, the whole, it's a lot of stuff. And I'm trying to, this one probably go into the two hour mark, if not a little bit more. So, um, you know, I, I you know, I, I, you know, I'm going over my limit is what I'm saying. Don't forget to hit that, um, like button that subscribe in that bell for notifications, right? Like I said, this is old Joe gritty, right? They go that like, you know, um, <laughs> all right, don't forget to hit it. Well, anyway, we're about to get into this. And, you know, the reason why this would be in-depth is because I haven't covered this subject, even though I have parts in here about mesmerism and hypnotism, well, I will be um adding a link up here. And I will attempt, you know, not attempt, but I will try to find the time to actually um, timestamp this. So as we go on, you will be able to either, you know, skip to different sections. If you, you know, like it just be easier to move around, you know, um, in this. So anyway, we will be talking about spirituality, right? How it's, you know, becoming this disdain, especially since people are leaving Christianity. And it has showed you, you know, the suggestion through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So as people are saying that this has nothing to do with Christianity and this, that, and the third, I'm going to show and prove through suggestion, you know, as we talk about in hypnotism and mesmerism, it's like one of the key things, right, in this, and show that this is just the Eastern stars and the feminist movement. I've always said this to people, I've always told them, you know, part of me that um spirituality is simply the feminist movement and putting the female in this dominant role. So as I go through this, you will see this and understand that this is nothing more than another one of them psychological, you know, um games and she's actually being used as you can see now with the ongoing you know growth of you know especially in the black community females becoming criminals so i've always said well not always but for a while now i've been saying in the next 10 years there will be more black women in prison than black men 
And if you've been paying attention to the news, you see that this trend is growing. That's why I did a show just, um, I believe it was yesterday on um, 50 Cent and the whole power, you know, raising Canaan, you know, description and showing that this is playing, a, a, for, you know, the suggestive part, especially to the youth, right? So we're going to slide over here first. Um, let me go over because I got two different screens that I'm going to be jumping back and forth from. Right. I'm going to start off by giving you, you know, the um, let me bring this back just a slight. Right. I'm going to start off by giving you. Uh, you know, one of the, the stories from the Quran. And this is the second to last one, I believe, right? Al um, Falik. This is 113, 1 through 5, right? And it says, O prophet, I seek refuge in the Lord of the daybreak from the evil of whatever has created and from the evil of the night when it grows dark. And from the evil of those witches casting spells by blowing on knots. And from the evil of an envier when they envy. Right, so you see this right here. Now, let me say, you know, I, I've, um, you know, studied Islam, you know, in depth for five years, read the Quran you know, like five times, you know, um, read many books of hadiths, you know, in this time frame. So not that I'm, you know, some um, imam or something like that. No, it's just I'm a studier. So, you know, I've always read this and knowing about Freemasonry, these things you know, stayed extreme in my mind. The Quran is way easier to grasp than the Bible, you know, at least for me. You know, it's it's none of that extra stuff to it, right? It says, in the name of God, the gracious and merciful, right? Then I'm going to read another um, um, surah. This is... Anas, this is one fourteen mankind, right? This is one through six, right? It says, "Say, I seek refuge in the Lord of mankind, the King of mankind, the God of mankind, from the evil of the sneaky whisperer." who whispers into the hearts of people from among jinn and among people, right? So I just wanted to start off with that, you know, and I'm going to read, you know, um, this is Proverbs 6. Now, I'm, I'm just going 12 to 35, right? A naughty person, a wicked man, walks with a frowned mouth. He winks with his eye and speaks with his feet. He teaches with his fingers, 
suggestion, right? Forwardness in his heart. He divides mischief const continuously. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These six things doubt the Lord hate. Yea, seven are the abominations um, upon him. Right? A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. The hearts that deceive wicked, no, devise wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness, a false witness that speaks lies. And he that soweth discord among his brethren. Right? My son. Keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the laws of thy mother. Bind them continuously upon thy heart and tie them about thy neck. Right? Keep that in mind. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleep, it shall keep thee. And when thou awake, it shall walk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproof of instructions are the way of life. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lust not for her beauty and then heart. With neither let her take thy with her eyelids, you know. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. And the adulteress will hurt for the precious for the precious life. He, a man, take fire in his bosom. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not burn? So shall that goes into his neighbor's wife. Whosoever touches her shall not be innocent. Men do not despise a thief. If he steals to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. Right? But if he is found, he shall restore sevenfold. Right? So I'm 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 I'll give you the breakdown later. He shall give all the substance of his house. But whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He that doeth this, it destroys his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get. And his reproach shall not be wiped away.
for jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will the rest content through thou gives many gifts. Right? So, I'm going to just, one more scripture. Right. It's not to, you know, um, be, you know, the Freemasons, but I'm pointing out this science that is put inside there for those to understand. Now, this is in Genesis 38, right? This is 15, I believe, through 26, right? So it says 15. When Judas saw her, he thought she was a prostitute. Now, mind you, this is um, about Judah. Now, his owner, I believe his name is his son, who didn't want to, who got, you know, God basically killed him because he didn't want to, you know, have his brother's wife, widow, um, child like you know what i'm saying he thought that would be wrong so he refused and basically god you know killed him for that and with that he um you know judah didn't want his youngest son to wind up in that same faith so he basically withheld his youngest son from her right so this is after that fact when Judas saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she had covered her face, right? Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, he went over to her by the side of the road and said, Come, now, let me sleep with you, right? And what will you give me to sleep with you, she asked. I'll send you a young goat from my flock, he said, right? I will give you, well, will you give me something as a pledge until you send it, He, she asked. He said, what pledge should I give you? Your seal and its cord, right? So if you see this, I'm going to take me away. So you see... You know, this same cord, you see the veil over his eyes, right? And the staff in your hand, she answered. Now, remember, Moses threw the staff down and it turned into a serpent. So he gave them to her and slept with her, and she became pregnant by him. After he left, she took off her veil and put on her widow's clothes again. Now, remember in Freemasonry again, we know the widow's son. Meanwhile, Judas sent the young goat by his friend, the Aldemite, in order to get his pledge back from the woman. But, she, but he did not find her. He asked the man who lived there, where is the shrine prostitute we know you know the shriners right who was beside the road uh at enim right there 
Hasn't been any shrine prostitutes here, they said. So he went back to Judah and said, I didn't find her. Besides, the men who lived there said there hasn't been any shrine prostitutes there. Right? And so you also see the Masonic symbol when I told you once again, it represents the vagina. So you understand that you're being born through this whorish system of blindfolding you, making these pledges. All of this stuff is symbolism for that system. Then Judah said, let her keep what she has or we will become laughing stock, right? After all, I did end her this young, no, I guess supposed to be sin. I did send her this young goat, but you didn't find her, right? About Three months later, Judah was told, your daughter-in-law, Tamar, is guilty of prostitution. And as a result, she is now pregnant. So remember, this is the Jewish faith that we are talking about here, right? Judah said, bring her out and have her burned to death as she Wait, as she was being brought out, she sent a message to her father-in-law. I am pregnant by the man who owns these, she said. And she added, see if you recognize who seals and cords and staff these are, right? Judah recognized them and said, she is more righteous than I. Since I wouldn't give her to my son, Shahia, right? And he did not sleep with her. So we under now, you know, this system, right, is coming out of this horrorish system, this secretive lust and all of these things that you know you were warned against we see that there's a system set up even inside the bible that gives birth to this freemasonic system so pay in mind and understand it's that this certain type of woman right that even gave birth within you know judaism right okay so we're going to be taking a look at the New Thought Movement, also called Higher Thought, right? The New Thought Movement, also Higher Thought, is a spiritual movement which merged in the United States in the early 19th century. New Thought was preceded by ancient thought, accumulated wisdom and philosophies from various origins, such as ancient Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Chinese, Taoist, Vedic, Hindu, and Buddhist cultures, and their related belief system, mainly, mainly Concerning the interactions between thought, belief, consciousness, and the human mind and the effects of those within and beyond the human mind.
All right. So then I'm going to come back. I'm going to look over here real quick and show you right, what I have under this. Now, in order to understand where we are at in the present moment, right, we will, you know, um, have to take a look at, you know, where this all derived from. First, let's take a look once again. Now, like I told you, I have a show talking about the Druze. So I'm going to log them in right here, right? The Druze, who is an Arabic-speaking, covert, ethno-religious group from Western Asia who follows the, a religion faith that originally developed out of Islam, but do not identify as Muslims. They practice Druism. An Abram, Abrahamic, monotheic, and ethnic religious based on the teachings of Hamza M. Ali Ibn Hamed in ancient Greek philosophies like Plato and Aristotle and others, right? Believe of believers of the Druze religion are called people of monotheism. Right. Right. Then we also got, you know, the order of the Eastern Star. So I'm gonna show you, you know, I did a, you know, showed you how, you know, the Eastern Stars, Masonry, this vagina and all of that stuff, right? So the Order of Eastern Stars is a Masonic appendant body open to both men and women. The order is based on some teachings from the Bible and Open is open to people of all religious beliefs. We just went through all of that stuff on top, just like the Druze. It has approximately 10,000 chapters in 20 countries and approximately 500,000 members under its general grand chapter. Now, I'm stressing that because, right, under just means those who are recognized, not those who are under them, right? So, say you 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 start a crew, right, can be the gangs, they are indoctrinated into this system as well, right? So, you start this system, right, and in that system... Those who are the heads of it would be, you know, the Masons. They are acknowledged within the system, not those, you know, the members of it, because they are just, you know, being brainwashed and controlled. All right. Pardon me here. Right. So they are just being controlled. Right. So don't even don't even think that just because people are in these groups that they necessarily know what they are. And the funny thing is. Those heads of those Masonic groups, as we talked about with the Druze, they are even ignorant that they are just the tools by the craftsmen. Right. So they're those who's even controlling the Freemasons because the Freemasons are just tools, right? So they don't even know the end result. That's the thing. That's why 
they will even go into things, even though they're being chasey and they know they are, they still have a conviction that they are following within the doctrine. So they don't know, like as we read earlier within the scripture, that even they will be discarded in the end. After they use them for what they need them for, then they get discarded, right? Members of the Order of the Eastern Stars are ages 18 and older. Men must be master masons and women must be specific, have specific relations to masons. Now, we're also going to cover, right, the epitaphs of wisdom, right? And this goes back to, you know, the Druze is their foundation and central text, right? The Druze faith incorporates elements of Christianity, Islam, Gnostic, um, Napoleonism, right? Neopolitanism, right? Um, Zoroastrianism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and other philosophies and belief, creating a distinct and right. I don't know if you see that up there, right? Distinct and secretive. Hold on. Let me take myself away. Secretive theology based on an esoteric interpretation of scripture, which emphasizes the role of truthfulness, right? Pay attention to this because as we go on, this will come up in the readings of spirituality. That's why I'm highlighting these things because they're going to play a major part. Right, esoteric interpretation of scripture, which emphasizes the role of the mind and truthfulness. Druze believe in the the um the phony of reincarnation. Druze believe that at the end of the cycle of birth, which is achieved through successive reincarnations, the soul is united with. The cosmic mind, <laughs> right? The Druze believed there were seven prophets at different periods in history. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses. I did the story of, you know, Jesus, right? And so you can, um, you know, check that out. It's the master's carpet, Tammuz, Julius Caesar, um, George Washington turned into God slash Jesus and King James as Satan, right? Muhammad, right? And we got Muhammad Ibn Islam ad Druzi, right? Druze traditions also honor and revere and reveres Salman the Persian, keep that in mind too. I should have highlighted that. Al Karid, who who they identify as Elijah, reborn as John the Baptist and Saint George. Now, as you know, I also did a show on Job, right? Which I'm a, I'm a, um have up here, right? And, you know, that's Job 9 through 9, 7 through 9, Acherus 
Oran and the plates and the chambers of the self, the making of God. Now, I also do have a show, um, um, Tammuz, right, which is also play a part in, you know, the structure of Jesus. But um, the book of Job will actually take you through history. Just looking at that one thing right there and doing your research you will come into, you know, um, Babylon, Gilgamesh, which is the original God, you know, in the sense of not um, God, but where that name God comes from. And that's why when you look at the movie, The Eternals, and they mention these gods, you see Gilgamesh there, and he's the one that's actually being killed off. Because they're starting a new system based on that old system, right? So, Luke the Evangelist and others as mentors and prophets. They also have special kinship with Shaib, right? I hope I'm saying that right. Who they believe is the same person as Jethro. I will be doing you know, another show on that too, right? So most of them, some things inside there I will be addressing, but most of those people I will be giving you a brief history. Some would take, you know, a longer time. The faith originally developed out of Islam, right? Druze do not identify as Muslims. Druze faith is one of the major religious groups in the Levant. I will be doing a whole show on the Levant. That's very important. And with between 800,000 and a million followers, they are found primarily in Lebanon, Syria, and Israel. Right, think about all of this conflict we have in these places with small communities in Jordan. The oldest and most densely populated Druze community exists in Mount Lebanon in the south of Syria around Jabal al Druze, literally the mountain of the Druze. And I mentioned that in. Um, when you understand Lamech, you know, the count, you know, that's one of his sons. When we when we talked about um Neymar, right? That's her brother and this system of entertainment, right? Because entertainment plays a major role in, you know, um Freemasonry, basically hypnotism and mesmerism. Right, The Druze community played a critical, important role in the shaping of history of the Levant and continues to play a significant political role. And I say that because even when you think about Freemasons, right, they may not be this large majority, but you see the political hold that they have. As a religious minority in every country in which they are found, they have frequently experienced persecution by different Muslim regimes, regimes including contemporary Islamic extremists. So, 
I, that's why I started off with the whole teaching, you know, um, talking about the scriptures and all of that due to the fact that that's going to, you know, this is going to be of is going to be breaking down this religion, but really showing you a system that is set up of deceiving, whispering, winkings, and these type of things. So that's the reason why Islam is the way it is. It's fighting that. It's fighting those type of whorish women and, you know, these people who will come and mess up a structure based on manipulation. Right? So, you know, as we go on, you, you'll understand what I'm saying. Right? So we did that. Then it goes, though Freemasonry... Though the Freemasons, the Order of Eastern Star, the Druze, and other in the Espitals of Wisdom, I will show the followers of New Thought to be direct descendants from those systems. Right, the origin of thought has often been traced back to Phineas Quinby. Right. Or even as far back as Franz Mesmer. And we know Franz Mesmer to be, right, the origin of mesmerism, which also became hypnotism. So you see right here that this system is out of that system. It is nothing new. It's just. It keeps changing his name like mesmerism got switched over to hypnotism and new thought and these type of things. It's that same system, right? Many of these groups are incorporated into the International New Thought Alliance. The contemporary New Thought movement is loosely allied group of religious denominations. Authors, philosophers, and individuals who share a set of beliefs concerning metaphysics, positive thinking, the law of attraction, and healing life forces, creative visualization and personal power, right? So then let's go over and once again, you know, check out Franz Anton Mesmer, right? Was a German physician with an interest in astronomy. He theorized the existence of a natural energy, Transference occurring between all animate and inanimate objects. This he called animal magnetism, sometime later referred to as mesmerism. Mesmer's theory attracted a wide following between 1780 and 1850 and continued to have an influence until the end of the 19th century. In 1843, you know, the Scottish doctor, I want you to pay attention. Remember, we're talking Scottish rights, right? The Scottish doctor named James Braid proposed the term hypnotism, 
right? See how it was breaking off for a technical for a technique derived from animal magnetism. Today the word mesmerism generally functions as a synonym of hypnotism or hypnotize, right? Mesmer also supported the art, specifically music. I just told you Neymar, you know, and, you know, that whole crew and being the music and, you know, the devil. Basically, the devil was born out of that system, right? That's why, you know, in the old folks used to always say, oh, you're listening to that devil music. This is how this is all coming about. He was on friendly terms with Hayden and Mozart, right? Mozart. So, once again, you see this influence, right? In 1784, two French royal commissions appointed by Louis the 16th studied mesmerism's Mesmer's magic, um, um, magnetic fluid theory to try to establish it by scientific evidence. The commission of the Academy of Science included Benjamin Franklin. Now, Benjamin Franklin, you know, I'm going to show that he was a Freemason as well, and he started his group called the Junto, also known as the Leather Apron Club. As you see, I'm about to show you these these aprons down here, right? Was a club of mutual improvement established in 1727 by Benjamin Franklin in Philadelphia, along with, you know, another group called the Commission of Royal Society of Medicine, right? Hamza Abin Ab... Ahmed, an Ishmaeli mystic, right, scholar of Zozan, Corsian, I'm not going to say that right, and um, Samadine Sa Sa Empire, arrived in Fatima, Egypt in, seven, in 1014 or 1016. Now, for, when they say in Fatima, they're saying, you know, um, um, Muhammad's daughter, you know, which was like, you know, that Islam, you know, the most powerful faction of Islam at that time, right? He assembled a group of scholars that met regularly in the Raydan Mosque near the Al Hakim Mosque in 1017. Hamza began to preach the Unitarian doctrine. I ain't say the you know the Muslim word for it. See it right there, right on top. The mu mu I'm not I'm not gonna get it. So nonetheless, these are the aprons. So I wanted to show you that when he you know Benjamin Franklin you know, made this group, you know, the leather aprons. These are some of the aprons, not of his, but there's many different aprons. But you see these different areas that the aprons cover, right? So just to make sure that we got that understanding, right? 
So, um, oh, so now we're going to, let me just read this right here. King James, you know, Bible, Genesis 3, 7. I'm pulling this up a little closer for you, right? And it says, in the eyes of them both, in the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So as you see, when they, that's why I want to tell you Freemasonry, you know, teaches some of the Bible, they teach it in their way, right, by giving you this understanding of it like this history right so now you got this history and after they give you this history they while while they're giving you this history they're indoctrinating you into it because you have to have some belief so all of these different systems are set up with this same thing in mind. So all of those different systems, they have this type of way of indoctrinating them. So it doesn't matter if you, you know, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, this same system is set up in the same way. Right. So we ain't even tested. We just, you know, getting into this part as because I'm showing you where spirituality came from. Right. So um, while and I'm showing you this biblical because we're going to be touching on um, the biblical aspect people say no christian um, um spirituality ain't a religion and i'm gonna show and prove yes it is right while the commission agreed that the cure claimed by mesmer were indeed cures it also concluded that there was no evidence of the existence of his magnetic fluid and that the effects derived from either the imagination of the subjects or charlatanry. Now, these are the two things that you heard mentioned within, you know, the um the Quran as well as the Bible, right? This imaginative, you know, putting this inside the people and this, you know, the winking of the eye, the pointing of the fingers and all of these things, the suggestion, putting these things inside their head, right? A charlatan, also called a swindler or monobuck, is a person who practices quackery or a similar confidence trick in order to obtain money, power, fame, or other advantages through pretenses, right, or deception. Synonymous for charlatan include, synonyms of charlatan include shyster, quack, faker. Quack is in reference to a quack or a or the practice of dubious medicine, including the sales of snake oil or a person who does not have medical training who proposes to provide medical services. Now, this is going to matter and why they went the religious route to get this because they couldn't come under this medical form and you'll see as we go on 
right? Pretenses is an attempt to make something that is not the case appear true. What it comes to, um, when it comes to Freemasonry, this is done with its members being shills. A shill is also called a plant or a stooge is a person who publicly helps and gives credibility to a person or organization without disclosing that they have a close relation with said persons or organizations, right? So when you hear, you know, people acting like, they, you know, coming into this light, they really down with it and to pull more people in. And that way they could sell you crystals and all of this stuff because they setting up their new church. But they'll become taken down too once the full unveiling of Satanism comes to effect. Just keep that in mind. All right. It it um stooge is a person who publicly helps or gives credibility to a personal right. Um shields can carry out their operations in the areas of media, journalism, marketing, politics, sports, confidence games. Um, cryptocurrency and other business areas. A show may also um, act to discredit opponents or critique of a personal organization in which they have a vested interest taking down those other religions, right? So they can go in there and still portray that they are these things, but only to push their agenda. Right. In most uses, shields refer to someone who proposes giving, who um, purposely gives onlookers, participants and marks the impression of an enthusiastic customer independent of the seller. Ling um, league in what in um, um, seller market or con artist who for whom they are secretly working a person or group in league with the show relies on crowd psychology right so this is basically remember we went into hypnotism and getting its clinical you know legitimacy which would make that a psychology greek psychology right to encourage other onlookers or audience members to do business with the seller or accept the idea that they are promoting. Shills may be employed by salespersons or in professional marketing campaigns. Plants and stooge, more commonly referred to as the person who secretly in league with another person or outside organization while pretending to be neutral or part of the organization in which they are planted so they can be inside something but a church or whatever but they're not really a part of that they this system over here so 
they can talk to you, start grooming you into it, and then bring you over to the other system, right? Or part of my um, um, organization in which they are planted, such as a magic magician's act, a political party, or an intelligence organization, you know, you know, a double agent. Shilling is illegal in many circumstances and under many jurisdictions because potential of the potential fraud and damage. However, F.A. Shield does not place uniformed parties, no, uninformed parties at a risk of loss. The shield actions may be legal. So in the sense of spirituality and going in there and taking you out of one system, it might not be illegal even though there's loss, right? There's financial loss, but, you know, there's financial gain. <laughs> so, you know, it's on you to find out who these people are. That's why I said they went inside, you know, the churches and molested the children and all of that. You you blame the the not defending the Christianity or anything, but you blame this system while these people went in there with the purpose of doing these things to take that system down if you gay and you feel like well the bible didn't wasn't for me christianity you know had something against me you ain't got no problem going up in there and violating people that's just a fact of life right so here we go um we all know where we at here um, like, for example, a person planted in an audience to laugh and applaud when desired or to participate in on stage activities as a random member of the audience is in league is a legal type of shill con confidence games confidence schemes rip off scams and stratagems right a perpetrator of a confidence trick or a con trick is often referred to as a confidence or con con man con artist or a grifter the shill game the shell game dates back to late ancient Greece, right? So we see that up there, right? Take me away, right? Right, see what it says. The shell, the shell game dates back to at least, back to at least to ancient Greece. So once again, we have the Greek, this Greek philosophy, right? So let me slide back over here so we can get into this. Now, until the end, I won't be going back over there. Mostly everything I laid out over here. These are just things that I wanted to have separate, right? This same system is what makes up Freemasonry and is used to plant ideas in your head with the groups co-signing one another and your lack of information of said subject in the case 
you know, of African spirituality or spirituality in general. But African spirituality is based on Egyptian symbols, where if anyone knows Africa as a whole, you know, they were not running around with an ankh. So that comes from that system. Right. Where this is what you have. These are the informations that you can use and, you know, and it can be planted in you. You know, the eye looking like a vagina, the um, the ankh, how if you look, they and they and they promote how, you know, the the ankh, you know, represent, you know, the top represents the woman and. It doesn't even mean all of that, but this is what they told you. I one day I'll do a breakdown of the Ankh, right? But this is what they needed in their feminist agenda, right? Because spirituality is the female. It's her section, right? The Ankh in this case is simply placed, you know, replaced by, you know, replacing you know, the cross and indoctrinating you into a new religion, right? So now we get into Ernest Holmes, right? He did not originally intend for RSSOM to be a church, but rather a teaching institution. In the spirit of many members, churches have traditionally referred to themselves as sinners, the mental healing works of Phineas Quinby was a source of inspiration to much of the New Thought movement. Now, we just said he was inspired through um, Franz Mesmer, right? Including RSSOM, right? Ernest Holmes was especially strongly influenced by Emma Curtis Hopkins, a former student of Christian science, especially her um, scientific Christian mentality, practice, mental practice, a direct per, um, precursor to Holmes' spiritual mind treatment. So it's still pumping the same philosophy, but now is giving it these these cleaner names. Forgive me, I'm about to um grab some to drink real quick. Right? So it's giving it these these cleaner names, these more technical branded names. Drinking some watermelon juice. It's gonna be a while, so I gotta I gotta drink here. Alright. Spiritual mind treatment. And by the writings of Judge Thomas Torwell and Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he developed his own synopsis which became known as religious science or science of mind, which is the RS and SOM. That's what those two, those letters mean, right? New thought holds and infinite holds that thought, no, new 
thought holds that infinite intelligence or God is everywhere. Spirit is the totality of real things. True human selfishness is derived divine is divine divine thought is a force for good sickness originally in the mind right because remember they just had this um you know frank mesmer and you know louis and the commission and they you know basically said no it was in the mind or you know shysters one of the two either they was imagining this or it was in the mind right in right thinking has a healing effect so then they they got the stamp over there right although new thought is neither monolithic nor doctrinary in general modern day followers of new thought share some core beliefs right what are these beliefs god or infinite intelligence is supreme the supreme, universal, and everlasting. Divinity dwells within each person, and all people are spiritual beings. Think about the stuff that you hear in spirituality. This is the same teachings. The highest spiritual principle is loving one another unconditionally and teaching and healing one another. And our mental states are carried towards into manifestation keyword again in others and become our experience and daily living right william james used the term new thought as synonymous with the mind cure movement in which he included many sects which derive um the derive origins such as idolism and hinduism i once again want to point out to the druze faith incorporating elements of islam christianity gnosticism um gnosticism right um neopolinism zozeristianism Buddhism, Hinduism, and other philosophies and belief, the cosmic mind in the order of the Eastern stars is based on some teachings from the Bible and is open to people of all religious beliefs, right? And so we see that, you know, the Druze and the Eastern stars all still keep this same thing so it's just changing names but it's still the same system the Druze conception of of the deity is declared by them and to be one of strict and uncompromising unity the main Druze doctrine states that God is both transcendent and inherent, in which he is above all attributes, but at the same time, he is present. So you hear this wordplay, you know, this trick knowledge, right? And their desire to maintain a rigid confession of unity they strip from god all attributes and god there 
are no attributes distinct from his essence. He is wise, mighty, and just, not by wisdom, might, and justice, but by his own essence. God is the whole of existence rather than love above existence or on his throne, which would make him limited. There is neither how, when, nor where about him. He is incomprehensible, right? In this dogma, they are similar to the semi-philosophical, semi-religious body which flourished under Al-Malmun and was known by the name Motuzalia, the fraternal order of the brethren of purity, right? Fraternal order, brethren, these are Freemasonic terms. The Druze believe in the concept of Defoni, right? And they call this Tajali. It's often misunderstood by scholars and writers and is usually confused with the concept of incarnation, right? Incarnation is the core, the core spiritual belief in the Druze and some other intellectual and spiritual traditions. So you see how they say in them and other intellectual, remember we talked about Benjamin Franklin and these people getting these intellectual groups together and spiritual traditions. So the intellectuals and the spirituals, you know, one, you know, was utilizing the other, the fast talking, right? In a mystical sense, it refers to light of God experienced by certain mystics who have reached a high level of purity in this spiritual journey. Thus, God is perceived as the divine of the manifestation of his light in the situation. Right now, everything in green is, you know, their, their actual words. I'm just giving the, you know, the English breakdown of the material realm without material realm becoming the divine. This is like one image in a mirror. One is in the mirror, but does not become the mirror. The Druze. Scriptural views, right, Tajali, takes a central stage. One author comments that Tajali occurs when the seeker's humanity is extinguished so that divine attributes and light are experienced by the person. So, you know, the end of the world, this, that, and the third, you, every, like, say, if the world ended today, you, everybody would go to that divine place, right? The religious science movement, or science of mind, is a spiritual, philosophical, and metaphysical religious movement within the New Thought Movement and established in 1927 by Ernest 
homes. Science mind applies to the teaching. Religious science applies to the organizations. But the term is interchangeable. So, you know, people who say religious science, that's really the movement, but people might confuse it, you know, as it's teaching. Right? The science of mind states religious science is a correlation of laws of science, opinions of philosophies, and revelations of religion. So you have these three separate entities applied to human need and the aspiration of man. Also, religious science, science of mind. RS, SOM, is not based on the authority of an established belief. So it's like um, communism, right? It's not based on any, any solid belief. It's this, it could be, this utopia that's not there, but it could be. And, that, and look how that turned out. So this system is setting you up for that in reality. Right. So when you see in these things and you hear in, you know, certain people complaining that, oh, yo, they're doing this, you know, they trying to make us, you know, they sold America. And this is what they're referring to. But we'll get into that on another show. Right. Like I said, I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> so um, and as you see, you know, right up here, we got we got a we got a while to go. Right. Um, international where we at um, applies to is not based on authority of established belief, but rather what it can accomplish for the people who practice it. Today, the International Center of Spiritual Living, the United Center for Spiritual Living, which combined into the Center of Spiritual Living in 2011, the Global Religious Science Ministries are the main denominations promoting religious science. So you see this is a religion. But it's talking about it as if it's no authority, but you're being indoctrinated into something, right? In the nineteen in nineteen twenty six, Home published the Science of Mind, which referenced the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Bible, and Buddha. Holmes established the Institution for Religious Science and School of Philosophy in Los Angeles. The organization would later become the Church of Religious Science. In 2021, now this is going to the Druze, right? Because we we pointed out there, you know, philosophy in Los Angeles, right? That's the largest. So in 2021, the largest Druze community outside the Middle East is in Venezuela. We can see the problems occurring there, right? With six that sixty thousand in the United States, fifty thousand, according to Los Angeles Times in 2020 and 2017, there were about 30,000 in the United States with the largest concentration in Southern California. 
Holmes had previously studied another New Thought teachings, Divine Science, and he was ordained the Divine Science Minister, right? He might he was saying that this ain't a religion, but now he's a minister into this, right? He saw humans as being open at the top. At um that is open to evolutionary improvement of consciousness in all areas of life. The concepts of open at the top and new thought have inspired RSSMO organizations and their teachings to evolve over the years. And states see how it's always changing, right? As stated in the new in the book New Thought, a practical American spirituality, New Thought still is evolving it may yet be the point at which religion philosophy and science come together as the most effective combination to move the world to greater peace communism right plenty health and harmony many believe it might be quintessential Spirituality, um, coincidental, right? Spirituality for the next millennium. His, see, that's how you see the spirituality taking over, right? His teachings attracted famous celebrities in his time, including Cicely B. DeMille, Peggy Lee, and Cary Grant. You know, today we got. Tom Cruise, <laughs> right? Okay. And people go, yeah, but this ain't like that. Yes, it is. They just can't see it, right? All, the RSSMO teachings generally incorporate idealistic and pantheistic philosophies. RSSOM teaches that all beings are expressions of and part of an infinity intelligence, also known as spirit, Christ consciousness, or God. So when people say, no, this ain't the same thing, trust me, it is. It teaches, it teaches that because God is all, there is in the universe, not just present in heaven or the assigned deities as believed by traditional teachings. Its powers can be used by all humans to the extent that they recognize and align themselves with all presence. Ernest Holmes said, God is not a person, but a universal presence. Already, in our own souls, already operating through our own consciousness. The introduction of Science of Mind text describes the things itself, God is infinite intelligence, its way of life that it does and how it uses it through homes with many of 
or cause and effect, and love points the way, and law makes the way possible. The laws of cause and effect simply states that every action has a consequence, creative, distinct, destructive, or natural. So you got creative, destructive, or natural. It can be described as Jesus stated, you reap what you sow, and the bread you cast upon the water comes back to you. The law of attraction is one except um, aspect of the law. It differs from the Hindu definition of karma in that it does not relate to reincarnation and that it happens in his life. And, you know, but it happens in his life because reincarnation happens after you. I mean, karma happens after you dead. So you see how around here, you know, people would use karma in the wrong sense. Like you like you talk crazy to somebody and then, you know, you you bump your your leg. Oh, that's karma. That's not what karma is. You know, as it's stated here. Karma is when you pass away. Whatever you did in this life will play a part in what you come back as in your next life. Right? So personal responsibility is a major tenet of RSSMO. It's always been this way. So it's like they're using these words to to basically make you thinking into something. But you'll see. RSSMO teaches that people can achieve more fulfilling lives through the practice called spiritual mind treatment treatment or affirmative prayer spiritual mind treatment is a step-by-step process in which one states the desired outcome as if it has become as if it has already happened and that way it differs from traditional prayers since it does not ask an entity separate from itself to act. It declares human partnership with infinite intelligence to achieve success. Treatment is to be stated as personal. First person, positive, powerful, with feeling, and present. It is happening right now. The goal is to gain clarity for thinking that God's actions to be consistent with the desired outcome. The treatment is believed to set off a new chain of causations, right, in mind that leads one to act according to the good for which one is treating. Spiritual mind treatment is currently taught in RSSMO sentence. Const um, contains five steps. Recognition, unification, declaration, think, um, thanksgiving, 
and release. Some followers of RSSMO also use supplement meditation techniques, including visioning. All right. What is this belief? Now, I'm not going to, you know, it's like, um, there's a couple of things. What I really want to point out is, like, this is the credo that Ernest Holmes came up and he said, what I believe. And if you notice on all of these, right, let me take me away. If you notice on all 12 of these, it, it constantly says, we believe God, right? So you're starting to become indoctrinated. We believe God is living spirit, right? Manifested, the manifestation of universe is the body of God. We believe the spirit in us. We believe the eternal, the eternal, internality and mortality we believe heaven is within us we become conscious of it we believe we believe that god is personal we believe truth spiritual nature a revealer of truth we believe universal spirit universal mind we believe power of mind we believe we believe so you're being indoctrinated through this suggestion and repeated rhythmatic within itself the suggestion is within the reading that's why they tell you Freemasonry can be performed with any book. It's just pulling you away from one book that most people have already been given, which is the Bible. But that's, after that, any book can be used to perform this suggestion. Movies, TVs, music, all of them combined will give you this suggestion. That's why you, if you pay attention to what I'm saying and you go and you start looking at the movies, the TV shows, you will see that it's being implanted within those shows. That's why it's programming. Cool concept. According to Science of Mind, the 10 core concepts RSSMO as taught in the Foundations of Science of Mind class are, right, there are one cosmic reality principle and presents in the universe, commonly called God or creation, originates in one source. Explanation intelligence presents and present in everything in the cosmos, i.e., everything seen and unseen. And this all all other parallel dimensions of the universe. Right? God is threefold truant, right? And nature having three aspects or modes of being within the one spirit soul and body this is god seen as the universe right macrochromo right um macromonism 
I'm sorry if I ain't saying that right. Explanations, the term universal macromism, right, is another term for all denominations of the universe. Spirit is the great causative power of the universe, right? The word or through of God's eternal initiates, the divine creative process, right? So I'm not going to go through that. It's just basically, because in this, if you look this up, take the time to to look up core concept right here, and you'll be able to see the, the ping-ponging sending you up and down, you know, to train your brain into this system. Right. So but, you know, humans include God and human can use that God energy to create on the human level. So these are the things that you will, I'm just pointing out the things you will hear within the spiritual woke community. Right. Prayer, spiritual mind and treatment techniques is working. So what I'm saying is, is. Now, I highlighted this because if I was reading this right here, by the time you get down to four, it's telling you that system is actually being worked on you right now because, right, as you see right here, C3, um, it's going to, like, um, i.e., the universe. So, basically, throughout this is going to keep, you know, see right here, it says C1, and this is in two, um, three, and, you know, so then when you down to four, and then when you get down, it's telling you in four, right, define, you know, in one and C3. So it's doing the same techniques as a pastor was doing, you know, or the church goers was doing, oh, go to John this and go to Samuel this and, you know, bouncing you around to make this story fit. They're just doing it within that text. That's called suggestion. And accessibility is, you know, telling you that this technique is working right now, right? Heaven to hell, right? Christ was not Jesus' last name, right? So they, I'm going to tell you this part. But rather the title for an enlightened person, anointed one, right? That was created and given to him before the 12th century A.D., Early Hebrew kings were given the title Christ, right? So see how they're at one time, they're coming under this religious belief, but now they're giving you this factual and taking you away from Christianity. Not that I'm defending any religion. I'm just telling you, and showing and proving that you're actually being indoctrinated into a new system. That's all I'm doing. So then we got the organizations, right? There are three major organizations for religious science. This is the Center for Spiritual Living and the um, 
affiliated New Thought Network and the Global Religious Science Ministries, right? Centers for Living is the largest organization teaching religious science, science of mind, right? With over 200 communities around the world, right? So now let's get into Emma Curtis Hopkins, right? This is her right here, right? It says, Portrait of Emma Curtis Hopkins from Hot Mysticism, right? So, you see, you know, mysticism, you should know what mysticism is. Emma Curtis Hopkins, she was born, you know, September 2nd, 1849, and died April 8th, 1925, at age 75 was an American spiritual teacher and leader. She was involved in organizing the New Thought Movement and was primary theologian, teacher, writer, feminist, mystic, right, and healer. So keep all that in mind. Like I told you, this system is founded on feminism and it's going to prove as we go on into this information. Who ordained hundreds of people, including women, right? Not so that anything of teachings, any of that. I'm just saying what this system is based on, right? Including women at what she named the Christian Science Theology. The, theological, theological, right, seminar of Chicago. Emma Curtis Hopkins was called the teacher of teachers because a number of her students went on to found their own churches or become prominent in the New Thought movement, right? Biography and brief, right? Emma Hopkins was born Josephine Emma Curtis in 1849 in Killington, Killingly, you know, Connecticut. I know exactly what I said. To Rufus Curtis and Linda Philip Curtis, she worked as a secondary school teacher in math, science, and the languages, and married George Irving Hopkins on July 19, 1874, which by law ended her teaching career. Their son, John Carver, was born in 1875, graduated as a Merchant Marine Academy, and died in 1905, right? Her husband divorced her in 1901. Now, mind you, she, right, but then he goes, she discovered Christian science in 1883. So she discovered this system, right, for roughly, what, like seven years, you know, eight years doing this. He was like, yo, I'm out. He said, I'm out, right? She um, discovered Christian science in 1883 when her neighbor healed her family 
of a difficult respiratory illness and later broke away. Teaching and healing patients abroad, understanding the mental healing and mysticism until her death in her family home in 1925 hopkins is often referred to as once again a teacher of teacher mother of you know new thought those who studied with hopkins included fillmore founding of unity ernest holmes founder of religious science melinda Kramer and Nona L. Brooks, the founder of Divine Science, and Harriet Emily Caddy, author of Unity Cornerstone, and we know Freemasonry, you know they say Cornerstone, Text, Lessons, and Truth, right? Here's her career. Hopkins was initially a student of Christian Science of Mary Breaker Baker Edie, who had been healed of a long-term back condition by who? Phineas um, Parkhurst Quinby. Now, we know he goes back to, right, Franz Mesmer, who had discovered what he believed to be the science of Christ and went on to teach the mental, his mental healing methods around New England, Eddie claimed, right? After Quimby's death, this is what she claimed, and, you know, after his death in 1866, to have founded the Christian Bible of Science behind the alleged healing miracles of Jesus, which could as taught by Quimby and denominators in her own work, be practiced by anyone. You can practice this manipulation. <laughs> Edie went on to found the Massachusetts Metaphysical College in 1876, and Hopkins studied with her in 1883 hopkins would afterwards see below leave christian science to develop her own more um elastic form of metaphysical idealism right idealism right known later as new thought with like it central mystical traits of Gnosti- um, Gnosticism, right? Theophis, um, I know I'm saying that, and I know I'm saying that wrong, so you see that right there, right? And wide variety of early Christians and Eastern teachings detailed in her last book, High Mysticism. Hopkins came to differ from Edie in the fundamental ideas of matter. So keep this in mind that James Braid differed from, right, Franz, you know, Mesmer, and his ideas of this trick knowledge, I'm going to call it, right? His approach to it was one way, and this is how it keeps evolving. Remember the thing that's supposed to keep evolving, right? 
Hopkins came to differ from Edie in a fundamental way. Edie taught that there is no intelligence in matter, right? So this is where she heard that, and Hopkins um, logically deduced that F, God as intelligence is omnipresent, then God intelligence must be present in matter and every other aspect of the universe. So also, she also moved away from Edie's lead and speaking of God as both mother and father. See, you know, um, Edie was saying, you know, God is mother and father. So understand these teachings as you run across the spiritual folks, right? Hopkins conceptualized the Trinity as three aspects of divine, each playing a leading role in different historical epochs. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Mother Spirit, or Holy Comforter. So now, remember, we went from God the Babylonians, we went to um, Jesus the Romans, right? And so now we have spirituality, which becomes feminine, right? Comforter. Hopkins believe. As did Edie, though not as patriarchal, that spiritual healing was the second coming of Christ into the world. Hopkins also believed more specifically that the changing role of women indicated their emerging perform um Prominence, right? Um, wait, so she goes, um, my fault. See, I wanted to get to this. Hopkins also believed more specifically that the changing role roles of women indicated their major prominence and the Godhead, signaling a new epoch identified by the inclusion of the mother aspect of God. So she brought this in. Not that she did because, you know, she was given these teachings of the Babylonians and all of that and understanding that, you know, um, you had this, you know, this feminine aspect if we look at the calendars, you know, Ishtar and all of that. So she's just basically bringing that in in the slowest aspect because she's being indoctrinated with her information, right? While Phineas Parkhurst, Parkhurst Quinby is sometimes described as the founder of New Thought, he died in 1866, leaving his notes to his students, the Dresser family, to compile and publish, which didn't happen until 1907. It's like, what, um, like 50 years later. New Thought, therefore, did not formally organize until Hopkins students brought together and focused the national movement leading to the found formation of the International New Thought Association in 1918, with Hopkins elected as the first president. 
Her first work, Class Lessons, 1888, was based on her notes from Edie's classes, modified as she had begun teaching her own. Just like how you had Franz Mesmer and James Braid, you know, discontinuation, you know, taking pieces. This was, you know, um, Braid and psychology. You know, you got um, Carl Jung and um, um, with with some this dude um. Freud, Sigmund Freud and that. Now on the mesmerist side, these are the people who's moving, who's taking that side of it and keeping it going, right? So we can just understand what's taking place here, right? Her first words, class lessons, 1808 is based on a note from Edie's um, classes modified as she begun teaching on her own. She went on to author a prolific body of written work. See bibliography below, right? Um, which evolved with her own understanding. So even as so she as she was getting the information, it kept evolving with her. She was accumulated for um she was acclaimed for the giftedness of her personal lectures who those who heard her speak noted her charismatic oratory right in many cases were documented of attendees experiencing healing during or shortly after attending you know like going to church and feeling that holy spirit <laughs> right revelations to christian science and work with mary pocket right hopkins completely completed the first course of study with edie's metaphysical college in december 1883 and worked as a practitioner in Boston and New Hampshire starting in February 1884. She was brought on as editor of the Christian Science Journal when, wait, then in October 1855. <laughs> Just over a year later, was relieved of her, purse, uh, her post apparently for writing in editorial scrutinizing too wide an Asian influence. I told you, you know, the Druze West Asia, right? So she's bringing on this influence. For Edie's increasing identification with Christianity and suggesting that Mr. Edie was not the only mystical writer and teacher worth studying because she was getting just like how, you know, you got the lodge and this, that, and the third. She's getting this information that's telling her, wait a minute, remember, um, James Braid was like, why should this be called mesmerism? And he's not the inventor of this. Same difference here, right? 
She had earlier criticized A.J. Swartz for plagiarism of Edie's work in his Mind Cure journal, but apparently thought to help another of Edie's students, Mary Pluckett, was asked to edit Swartz magazine for a period during 1886 while he was out of the country. That required to move to Chicago. I tell you, you know, the gang aspects and all of that and Freemasonry having a large impact within Chicago. Right where Hopkins remained for the next decade. In Chicago, Hopkins and Pluckett established the Emma Hopkins College of Christian Science and the Hopkins Metaphysical Association, appropriating and then common term Christian Science. Hopkins and Pluckett believed the term appropriately described their work in spite of their breach with Edie, right, who by the time had changed the name of her operation to the Church of Christ Science. See, now it's moving into this religious. Remember, it was this healing. Now, you know, it's going into the religious aspect. First class graduated in 1886. Now they becoming, you know, these teachers, getting, you know, students, right? And where, uh, as were all Hopkins students henceforth enjoined to both make these ideas their own, right? And teach these principles to ensure their power and you so like i said make it your own constantly keep evolving so when you see these organizations as i'm gonna go on you know within the black community and so forth show these elevations of this same system and how each one makes it their own in some degree right but still holds the same foundation in order to keep indoctrinating more people, right? Power in you. Pocket asked Edie, pardon me. Pluckett asked Edie for a division of Edie's Christian science movement. See, she's ready to break out. With Edie to yield everything west of the Mississippi, it go to split. And then took offense at Edie's rebuff. Like, I'm not doing that. Hopkins and Pluckett would, in time, take an other dissatisfied student right, of Edie's, such as Ursula Gesterfield, who were dissatisfied with Edie, the teachings in Edie's promotional methods. So they wanted to advance and be able to eat off this system, you know, as, as I told people in the master's carpet and how you know, these people underneath and you, those like a church, you know, those at the top eating. So this is that same system. It's never changing. It's the same system. 
even though it's kind of under these new names. So you got these spiritual advisors. It's a religion, right? Among the several hundred students who attended the college over the next two years was Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who also began to use the term as they too began to heal others and to teach. In 1888, Pluckett, dissatisfied with the limitation of their work in Chicago, left Hopkins and used her own past ties, right? Um, Malcolm X, you know, get your hand out my pocket, you know, breaking off and doing his own thing, right? Past times to Edie to build a following in New York City. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't mean to use that at that point, but it's just the facts. She fell into public disgrace after the scandal of her parting with her husband, John who had fathered neither of her children in favor for a free love relationship with a Bentley Worthington. Within a month after her adoption, um, adoption of his name, Worthington was exposed as what? An embezzler and multi-state bigamist this system freemasonry pocket moved see the free love and all of this stuff Pluckett moved to australia where she committed suicide right it was also in the late 1890s when it became clear that Edie was determined that others that only her teachings could be called Christian science, that the term was let go by Hopkins and other students of the philosophy and methods. So she basically copyrighted it. Now, you can't use this if you're not teaching what I'm teaching, and you can't teach what I'm teaching if I didn't appoint you to be able to teach this. Like, she's the Pope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's the Vatican of this, right? The Theological Seminars. Pluckett took with her the mailing list and other files associated with their joint venture. Right, so she was keeping certain information, but when it was time, she bounced all of that, you know, which left Hopkins in a difficult situation. She applied the principles and methods she taught to help her through it, and in the process, realized what that what she had to offer was not a profession, not a profession, but a ministry she rebounded from pluckett's departure right see how now you got into a religious and you got a practice right because remember at this time you know it was like nah that ain't legit if you know you're a quack and all of that you can you know you find out you you beating people with fake cures and all of that you can go to jail <laughs> right, um, but a ministry. She rebounded from Pluckett's departure by launching a new journal, which she called Christian Science, and sent it to those who had studied with her to 
pro promulgate the idea of healing as a ministry right so it's not a profession now it's a ministry and with the help of local methodist ministers the idea of healing as um, ministry founded a seminar which focused on training spiritual leaders especially women hopkins believed that mankind was supposed to live through three spiritual ages corresponding with the holy trinity god the father representing the patriots right patriarchs of the past see how we have right i told you we had the past then we was in this system god the son representing jesus you know the roman catholics which was the second right and the freeing of human thought remember she's a feminist and all of that so now we're bringing the woman human freeing of human thought the present age of god the holy spirit so i told you it's the father the son now you in the system of the spirit the woman spirituality would place what what did it say right here as i'm talking it says the present age of god the holy spirit would place woman in charge right so spirituality is feminist movement is breaking the man down psychology um psychologically and making him weaker through this bombardment shields and stuff like that so if you got a good ear and you can watch tv and movies you can see this system unfolding this is simple that's why it was easy for me to you know formulate this information it's long but it's there right hopkins thought the holy spirit in terms of shekni the mother comforter her focus on women as leaders was made evident in both her creation and support of the hopkins association chapter around the world and maintaining a both a booth in the women's prevalence at the Chicago's World Fair of 1893. Right, she led the seminar and with dozens of faculties taught classes of hundreds of students. Right, with 110 graduates becoming ordained over the year then following the graduation ceremonies of um june 1898 she abruptly shut it down let me let me um take this desktop away i want to look at some real quick here uh you know i'm saying it's like personal information so um where we at Oh, my fault. All right. Let me go over here. I just want to see how long I've been. Um, That's two hours. Sheesh. I might have to. Um, I'm going to do like another hour. Hopefully, I can get it out in the three hours. If not, I'll have to make a, a part two. 
right? Or I might just um, make a part two in a few minutes. She led the seminar and with dozens of faculties, right? Taught classes of hundreds of students, right? And the following graduate ceremony, right? I think I could just keep going though. Um, let me bring this desktop back up here, right? There are 12 aspects of consciousness represented by the 12 apostles, right? Of the early Christian church and you must be awakened in everyone. The 12 lessons herein teach us the, to realize them all leaving nothing undone. So if you understand, I told you, you know, I showed you the picture of the vagina and, and you know, this is the Masonic symbol born out of this. So she's gonna, you know, inside that system, she's gonna have her time to shine. That's why if you look at Fargo um, season, four or five, I know it was the last season one with Chris Rock, you will see that when, you know, he checks his son, making, you know, always talking about not being violated in those type of ways, it's because none of the others who went through this system, but when the black man went through it in the feminist movement, he was broke down to this, you know, um, rainbow committee. You understand what I'm saying? Right? That's the facts of it. Because as she went in, she you know, to break the male down, she needed the same image, the Mandingo, and make him what you see today on TV and movies, right? This um feminine male. Right, and that came from the same image of the tough male, which was the Mandingo, right? So it's called like the Mandingo effect, right? Um, the wandering mystic, right? For nearly 30 years after the closing of the seminar, Hopkins traveled. She was seeking to, as she said, a high mysticism to own as little as possible and through service to others, allow her divine source to be her supply and protection. She wrote and lectured and offered individual healing sessions, just like you've seen all the rest of them traveling, um, um, Mesmer and all of that. She took the same path. She spent winters in New York participating in the season of plays and concerts. Remember, I told you entertainment. And summer, um, summers of the family farm in Connecticut. Among many other luminaires, she came to know the socialites Mabel Dodge before she married and became Mabel Dodge Lejean and visited her in Taos, New Mexico, where George O'Keefe and D.H. Lawrence had homes. Right? So, you know, based um see if I is any of this important, you know, elected, um 
1918, she was elected the first president of the newly formed International New Thought Association. There, her many students honored her for giving them the gift of New Thought Healing Methods. The final book, High Mysticism, was presented at that time. And the and a persistent young man sought an interview, but she refused, not agreeing to see him until October 1924 when he became her last student, Ernest Holmes, who went on to write Science of Mind as a result. And... So you see, this keeps going on. In 19, and she didn't even want to deal with him. In 1923, Hopkins was diagnosed with congenital heart failure, which she called not so much an illness as God ending a career. Because <laughs> they don't believe in, like, the Jehovah Witness. This is where that kind of system came out of, right? Um where, you know, they don't deal with doctors and stuff like that. You know, it's mentioned inside this, right? Um, spent most of the years in the family. She returned to New York in the fall of 1924, where she shared her teachings with Ernest Holmes, but was back on the farm come spring. There, some of her student members of what were once Hopkins Associations but now called the High Watch Fellowship, had brought a home across the road. They met almost daily, working through the daily practice Hopkins had described over and over in her classes and lectures. On April 8th, you know, 1925, they came to see her and she was in bed and asked them, you know, to feed, read her favorite Bible verse, and they did, and she breathed her last breath, right? Church of Divine Science. Church of Divine Science is a religious movement within the wider New Thought movement, a group of form, uh, was formalized in where? San Francisco, right? In the 1880s under... Melinda Kramer, in March 88, Kramer and her husband, Frank, chartered the Home College of Spiritual Science. Science. Two months later, Kramer changed the name of her school of, to the Home College of Divine Science. During the dramatic growth of the New Thought movement in the United States. After the San Francisco earthquake of 1908 and the death of Melinda Kramer, the headquarters moved back to Colorado, established its headquarters in Denver later to move the basis of its operations to Pueblo. Right? So, and now it goes the beginning, right? The church... Official founders were Melinda Kramer and Nona L. Brooks and Fanny Brooks James, Alita Brooks Smalls, and Kate Bingham also playing decisive roles. Feminist movement. <laughs> Both Phineas 
Quinby and Emma Curtis, noted New Thought leaders of the day, were direct influences. Nona Brooks was introduced to Hopkins' teachings through a student of Hopkins in Pueblo, Colorado. The student was most likely Kate Bingham, right, who lived in Pueblo and who was the second wife of Frank Bingham and noted rancher. Kate Bingham had been exposed to the tenets of Christian science on a trip she had made to Chicago in 1870, right? A doctor told her basically that if she had a baby, it would die. She, you know, took a trip, you know, um, out of there, I believe, you know, where she was heading, um, you know, she was leaving out of there due to the fact that in Colorado, they wasn't able to basically um, terminate the child. They didn't have the, the doctors. So while she was on this trip, she met a lady, you know, basically told her, no, if you, this is supposed. I always look at this as supposed because this is where the hustle comes in, right? Um, where, you know, she you know, um, had the baby wind up having more children inside a hometown after that. And so that gave, you know, this system, this credibility, right? You know, so, you know, but after this, you know, the women, um, consciously set up to adapt Christian science philosophy to what they felt was more pragmatic applications to the divine spirit because divine spirit worked off of, you know, this religious cemetery thing. They didn't believe in doctors. So, for instance, divine science insisted of solely relying on prayer and positive thinking, right? They permitted the consultation of medical professionals like yeah we not gonna you know have them out there not you know being protected right so you know this is the study of you know phineas quimby right mesmerism had become popular in new england so we see the founding sky right where he's at with it and so became popular in New England and on October 14, 1868, Edie's husband at the time, Dr. Patterson, wrote to mesmerist Phineas Parkhill Quinby, who reportedly cured people without medicine, right? So this is where you get this, you know, well, maybe we can, you know, take the 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 doctors because he was doing this without asking if he could you know cure his wife he was like i can't do it right but if you came out if you come out here i'll be able to do it right um um you know if he brought his wife he would treat her you know they didn't go immediately i guess they tried this thing called the water cure you know um at vales hydrotic institute you know, but the health, but her health deteriorated even further, right? A year later, they wound up getting out there to visit Quimby. She improved considerably 
publicly declaring that she had been able to walk up 182 steps to the dome of the city hall after week after a week of treatment. The cure was temporary, however, and Edie suffers um suffered relapses. Despite the temporary nature of the cure, she attached religious significance to it, which Quimby did not, right? Because you know he's a Mason. They like you know they he wasn't doing that, but you know she believed that it was the same type of healing that Christ had performed. Right, he's talking animal mesmerism, I mean magnetism, you know, the magnets and all of that stuff. Right. For from eighteen sixty two to eighteen sixty five, Quimby and Edie engaged in lengthy discussions about healing methods practiced by Quimby and others. Right? She took note on her own ideas on healing as well as writing dictations from him and correcting them with her own ideas some of which right we're gonna go some of which possibly ended up in the quimby manuscripts that were published later and, and attributed to him despite quimby not being especially religious he embraced the religious um, coronation Edie was bringing to his work since he knew his more religious patients would appreciate it. He's like, hey, well, you know, if the religious, you know, whatever is going to get, I told you, this is a hustle. This is a hustle. So if if they going to, if they going to rock with it, I'm with it. See how that works? Phineas Quimby died in January of, you know, 1866, shortly after Edie's father. Later, Quimby became the single most controversial issue of Edie's life, according to biography, right, by um, Gilligan Gill, who stated, rivals and enemies of Christian science found the dead found in the dead and long forgotten Quimby their most important weapon against the new and increasingly influential religious movement. Right? And I'm gonna get into how come, you know, this this became about. And Edie was accused of stealing Quimby's philosophies of healing, failing to acknowledge him as the spiritual father of Christian science and plagiarizing his unpublished work. However, Gill continued, I am now firmly convinced having weighed all the evidence I could find and published in archival, archival sources that Miss Edie, most famous biography critics, Peabody, Millmind, Dakin, Bates, and Didymore, and Gardner have flaunted, floated the evidence and shown willful bias in accusing Miss Edie of owing her theories and healings to Quinby and of plagiarizing his unpublished works. He's like, yo, man, I think y'all making this up on a. Uh, Probably paid them off or whatever, or, you know, probably inside the same lodge, whatever. 
right? Quimby wrote extensive notes, you know, from 1850 until his death in 1866. Some of his manuscripts um, in his own handwriting, you know, which was, you know, at the Library of Congress, but far more common was the original Quimby drafts were edited and rewritten, you know, by people. So it was never nothing for them to actually, you know, say, you know, what was his and what was not because he wasn't really a writer. Do did not want any of the manuscripts, you know, this is, um, you know, Quimby's son. He didn't want the manuscripts being written. He didn't like her, right? So, um, Drescher until the end of his death, you know, Julia's son, Hetfield Drescher published um, various copies, writings, he, as he entitled, Quimby's manuscripts to support these claims, but left out papers that didn't serve the view. Further complicating the matter is that, as um, stated above, no originals of the more, of most of the copies existed, you know, so that was why, you know, um, it wasn't able to verify, you know, what was real and what was not. She did not share Quimby's hostility towards the Bible and Christianity. Keep that in mind, right? Certainly, Edie shared some ideas with Quimby, right? She differed with him on some key areas, however, such as a specific healing techniques. Right. Moreover, she did not share Quimby's hostility towards the Bible. So this is how you understand that. Now, you know the Freemasonic Napoleon. I like to call it the Napoleon, right? Really, it's out of, you know, the Bible, um, the signs that God gave to Moses. We puts the hand in and it comes out leprous, you know, whitewashing history. This is Edie's son, George Washington Glover II. He's a Mason, so you can see this was always under that system. All right? This is not no front. That's why I did this. I wanted you to see these these images, right? Now, peak game, though, right? On February 1st, 1866, Edie slipping fell on ice while walking in Lynn, Massachusetts, causing a spinal injury. On the third day thereafter, I called for my Bible and opened it to Matthews 9-2, and behold, they brought to him a man sick of palsy, lying on the bed, and Jesus seeing their faith, and said unto the sick, to the sick of the palsy, son, be of good cheer, thy signs be forgiven thee, King James Bible, as I read um, the healing truth dawned upon my senses, and the result was that I arose, dressed myself, and even after was in better health than I had before enjoyed, that 
That short experience included a glimpse of the great fact that I have since tried to make plans to others, namely life and and of spirit, this life being the sole reality of existence. Two um, um, counterponious news accounts are recorded of this event, right? Miss Mary M. Patterson of Swanscott fell upon the ice near the corner of Market and Oxford Streets on Thursday evening and was severely severely injured. She was taken up in sensible um in sensible conditions and carried to the residence of S. M. Berber Esquire nearby where she was kindly cared for during the night. Dr. Cushing, was, who was called, found her injuries to be internal and in a very serious nature, including spasm and intense suffering. She was removed to her home in Swamp Scotts yesterday afternoon, though in a very critical condition, right? Mr. Mrs. Mary M. Patterson of Swampscomp was severely injured by a fall upon ice near the corner of Market and Oxford Streets, Lynn, on Thursday. It is feared that she will not recover um, these counter composium news articles both reported on the seriousness of Edie's condition. Compared to statements in the register, it is feared she will not recover. This statement and the reported that Edie's injuries were internal and she was removed from to her home in very critical condition. The cause to court crushing affidavits 38 years later in 1904. I did not at any time declare or believe that there was no hope for Miss Patterson's recovery or that she was in critical condition. Cushing efforts to downplay the seriousness of the accident perhaps reached the most extreme point in the letter in the letter from Gordon Clark confirmed Edie's critical author and author of the Church of Saint Bunko to the editor in Boston Herald. This is in March of nineteen oh two. I have reached I have a recent letter from him, Dr. A. M. Cushing, in which he utterly denies the whole substance of her assertions. Her injuries was mostly a jaw of her imagination and continuous in her ver- veracity. So basically she was faking. <laughs> right. Either later filed a claim for money from the city of Lynn for her injuries on the grounds that she was still suffering from the effects of the fall. 
Though she afterward withdrew the lawsuit, Gill writers and Edie claims um, was probably made under financial pressure from her husband at the time. Her neighbors believed her sudden recovery to be a near miracle. Edie wrote in her autobiography, right, uh, Respiration and introspection that she devoted the next three years of her life to biblical studies and what she considered the discovery of Christian science. I then withdrew from society about three years to ponder my mission to search the scripture to find the science of mine that should take the things of God and show them to the creature and reveal the great curvature principle deity. Edie became convinced that illness could be healed through the awakened thought brought about by clear perception of God and the explicit rejection of drugs, hygiene, and medicine. Based on the observation that Jesus did not use these methods for healing. <laughs> it is plain that God does not employ drugs or hygiene or provide them for human use. Else Jesus would have recommended and employed them in his healing. The tender word of Christian encouragement is a invalid pitfall pitiful pretense with his fears and the removal of them are better than hacking combs and gushing theory stereotypes broad broaded speeches and the doing of arguments which are but so many parodies of legitimate christian science Right, aflamed with divine love. So now we down to spiritualism. Edie separated from her second husband, Daniel Patterson, after which she boarded for four years in several families in Lynn, Amesbury, and elsewhere. Frank Podsmore wrote, Right, but she was never able to stay long in one family. Yeah, she was a con woman. <laughs> she she quarreled successively with all her hostesses, and her, her departure from the house was heralded on two or three occasions by a violent scene. Her friends during these years were generally spiritualist she seems to have professed herself a spiritualist and to have taken part in sentience um i don't know what that is she was occasionally entranced and had received spirit communications from her deceased brother albert <laughs> right um right her first advanced advertisement as a healer appeared in 1868 in a spiritualist paper, The Banner of Light, 
During these years, she carried about with her a copy of the Quinby manuscripts given an abstract of his philosophies. This manuscript was permitted um, permitted some of her pupils to copy the hustle and passing it on, right? That's just, it's like, um, um, I've read a book. What was this? Um, what was this dude? Um, Don Juan and how he became, you know, this pastor and this, that, and the third. It's the same hustle. Pardon me. Yeah. After she became well known, reports surfaced that Edie was a medium in Boston at one time. <laughs> right at the time when she, um, when she was said to be a medium, did she lived some distance away, according to Gil Edie? New spiritualists and took part in some of their activities, but was never convinced a convinced believer. For example, she visited her friend Sarah Crosby in 1884, who believed in spiritualism. According to Silsby Willsbury, Edie attempted to show Crosby and the folly of it by pretending to channel Edie's dead brother Albert and writing letters which she attributed to him. In regards to the description, this no, in regards to the um deception, biography biographer Hugh Evanly Wortham commented that Miss Edie's followers explained it all as a pleasantry on her part to cure Miss Crosby of her courteous belief in spiritualism. However, Martin Gardner was agreed against this. No, um, has argued against this, my fault, stating that Edie was working as a spiritualist medium and was convinced by the messages. According to Gardner, Edie's mediumship converted Cosby to spiritualism. The one of her spiritualist trance to Cosby Edie gave a message that was supposedly by Phineas Parkhurst Quinby stating, P. Quinby of Portland has the spiritual truth of diseases. <laughs> right? She must embibble it to the healing, go to him against and lean on no material or spiritual medium. The paragraph that included this quote was later omitted from an official sanctioned biography of Edie. 
right? So she's covering up the bull. Between 1866 and 1870, Edie bordered at the home of Breen Payne Clark, who was interested in spiritualism. Senses were often conducted, right, there, but Edie and Clark engaged in vigorous, good-natured arguments about them. Edie's arguments against spiritualism convinced at least one other who was there at the time, Hiram Crafts, <laughs> that her um, science was far superior to spirit teaching. Clark's son, George, tried to convince Edie to take up spiritualism, but he said that she abhorred the idea. According to Catherine Millman, Miss Richard Hazelton attended Searns' um at Clark's home, and she said that Edie had acted as a trance medium, claiming to channel the spirit of apostles. Mary Gould, a spiritualist from Lynn, claimed that one of the spirits that Edie channeled was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> According to eyewitness reports cited that Kathy and Milman, Edie was still attending seances as late as 1872. In these late seances, Edie would attempt to convert her audience into accepting Christian science. Edie showed extensive familiarity with spiritualist practices, but denounced it in her Christian science writings. Historians and Brudel wrote that there were similarities between spiritualism and Christian science, but the main difference was that Edie came to believe after her founding Christian science that spirit's manifestation had never really had bodies to begin with because matter is unreal and that all that really exists is spirits before and after death. So when you hear these, these people talking, understand they're talking points. Right, so you know you got the first Christian Church of Science, right? We're gonna skip over that history. The original Mother Church, designed by Frank I. Welch, was completed in December, you know, eighteen ninety-four, eight years after the first Christian Science Church. First Christian Science Church Science was in Wisconsin was built by local women who felt that they had been helped by the religion. Although fairly large of for the time the original church was Romanique revival stone structure, 
often is often overlooked because of its dwarfing by the much larger dome, pardon me, much larger domed Mother Christian extension designed to fit the kite shape lot. Right? The wedge buildings. When you see them wedge buildings, like the one down the famous one um in downtown Manhattan, right? I should have brought a picture up of it. You know, that's where you I believe it was like on the eighth floor where you know, like the books would tell you, you know, the Masonic books, and I went inside there, you know, as a youth, and that's where I was getting them books. As I said, this was a design, right? Designed to fit on the kite-shaped lot. The former features of the 20, 126, you know, foot steep and ocular auditorium that seats 900. It is built of granite and from New Hampshire, Mary Baker, Edie's home state. Added, you know, and from in 1904 to 1906. The Mother Church extension was originally designed by Charles Brigham, but was subsequently modified by SS Beeman who took over construction in 1905 as a result of Brigham's illness. And partially, Bingham minimized the Ottoman and Byzantine, Byzantine right, elements, bringing the dome structure in line with the neoclassical style that being favored as most appropriate for Christian science churches, right? Because, like I said, this system is, you know, all of these religious, but, you know, since she was coming under the Christian guise, you know, they felt that's what it should represent. It boasts one of the world's largest pipe organs, right, whatever, right? Christian Science Plaza. You know, this was designed, um, branch churches, church science was also the mother church, right, around the world, according to manuals, the mother church, mother church is the only Christian science church to use the defiant argument, um, article, the, in the title. The branch churches are named First Church, you know, of Christ, Science, you know, Second Church, so forth, and those type of things, right? Um, Carol knows study of Edies and practitioners and teachers of the Christian science describe the relations between the First Church of Christ, Science, and the branches' churches as similar to the relationship between federal government of the United States and the individual states, right? So there's a little picture, you know, as you see the the wedge, right? See the see the wedge shape, right? Pardon me, yeah. See that wedge shape? Okay. Let's see that wedge shape. Right? Um again. See the wedge shape. Right. Right, this is another look kinda like see how they said government? And we know the um what is that? I forgot the like the well or the 
lake, whatever they call it, in um Washington D.C. But let me see if um like here you can kind of see the structure. Right, this is definitely like the Christian look, but right, you know, you got that White House Romanistic look right there. Right. Oh, here, here's where you can see, you know, the different, you know, the different structures. See right there. See right there. You could definitely see the Masonic influence, and you see right there more like, you know, the governmental, you know, Ottoman, you know, structure. Right. So, um, overview, metaphysical family, several periods, right, of what? Protestant Christians. Remember, we was talking about, well, not in this, but I mentioned to you King James, you know, and, you know, the Protestants beefing with the Catholic Church. Rival nature prolification and the new religious movement in the United States. In the latter half of the 19th century, these included what came to be known as metaphysical family groups such as the Church Science, Divine Science, Unity, School of Christianity, and latter, you know, the United Church of Religious Science, right? The term metaphysical refers to the movement philosophy of idolism and a belief in the um, primacy of the mental world, right? Adherents, you know, believe that material phenomena were the results of mental states, right? The view expressed as life of consciousness, you know, God, mind. So as you see, these are the same things that we talked about with the Druze. Metaphysical, metaphysical groups known as the mind care movement because of their strong focus on healing. Medical practices was, um, was in its infancy and patients regularly feared better without it. Right, provided fertile soil for the mind cure groups who argued that sickness was an absence of right thinking. Right, and now, um, keep in mind what was said there about you know the medical practices in those times because I'm uh, mentioning this in different and the final part before I just strictly really don't do this part no more and just go regular, you know, um, podcasting. Like, this is just stuff that, I, like I said, I'm using as my reference for people to go to so they can have an understanding of what I'm saying. So when I'm, when I'm going in, Right, you will understand because I can always point you back to this different information, you know, that I know that I put out there because people are so, oh, you don't know, you didn't read this, you didn't. Uh, I'm reading it with you, you know, so you know that I knew this information. I'm just taking the time to put it on video. Like I said, it's a lot of information, so I take time, you know, because I don't be having the energy to keep, you know, doing this, right? But as we end this, right, I want you to pay attention to these two. Now, you see, 
right? The Knight Templar symbol, right? And then you see, you know, the, the, um, sorry, so many, you go by so many different names, <laughs> um, you know, on the Christian science. Now you see this, um, metaphysical. Now you see the, you know, the, the things that they brought into this the divine mind. You see Plato, you see Hinduism, right? And you see all of this. So we know it's going back to, um, the Druze. We also see, you know, Quimby up in there, right? And so we understand, you know, um, how this goes back to, um, what's his name? Um, Frank Mesmer, because, you know, miracles of animal magnetism. So we watch this progression of this hustle, right? So we see Christian science, right? And so when we see this right here, right? Health, um, let me take me away. So it goes, you know, heal the sick, rise the dead, right? Cleanse the leper cast out demons, right? So then we see, you know, the um Knights Templar. So I'm going to take you over to the other, right, article right here. And so I'm going to take me away again. And I, I put everything in the um circle. Matter of fact, let me take it from the bottom, right? Got a little shadow there. Let me take me away, right? So, as you see, you should see right in the middle, right? You should see the end to the apprentice. Let me see. You can probably see my, I don't think you, you could barely see my um, mouse, right? But let me bring me back real quick. You see right here, you have the end to the apprentice, right? You got the fellow craft and you got a master mason. Now, we know that you can't become, right? Um, you know, um, right here, the Order of the Eastern Stars. Now, you see how all of these arrows will point to where you can, you know, do this at. So, right, remember we got um, um, Jabal and we have um, Bao. See, they got the B on this, right, part of me here, right? We got the B right here, right? And we got the J. So we got these two different, you know, um, pillars, right? Now, this pillars, now, if we look right here, you see the York right, and you also see the Scottish right. So all of these that's going up on this side is the Scottish right, right? And now we see the unification after you go to these at the connection of the Shriners. So when we talk about the 33rd degree Mason, we're talking about Scottish Rite. We're not talking about the York Rite, right? So as we come up here, right, I'm going to take me away now, right? So right behind where I was at, you see Order of the Knights Templar, right? And so we see this same, this is how, you know, you should be able to recognize 
the system. So now that I put this up, I'm going to be able to break down these other recognitions that you go, oh, okay, this comes out of this, right? And remember, we was talking about, you know, the prostitutes and all of that, the shrine. Right, so this symbol again is the vagina, and these are what's born out of this system, right? So, you know, um, take this away. So, as you see over here, you got the um, you know, the knights, your cross. So, these are those who's holding on to you know, the promotion through Christianity, York, you know, coming out of the United States and telling you that this is a Christian nation. So they're using, you know, they're not exiting from Christianity to keep a hold on its people. They're keeping that going where you have, you know, the Scottish, right? Like I told you, which would be King James and them, and they're, you know, going into Satanism through all of these different, you know, levels, you know, the cabal, and you see right here the Jewish symbol and all of these things for them to build themselves in it. Now, you can go to any one of these, you know, go online, look this up or whatever, you know, get a picture of this, you know, get this picture and look for yourself. And you can actually do your own readings on these um different degrees, right, on both sides. But I'm just showing you on this side, you know, the Scottish right. So, you know, like me, when I first started learning it, I was getting, you know, the York right. So I knew, you know, master, mock master, you know, past master, excellent master, royal arts degree, and, you know, that way. That's when then, you know, I started learning the Scottish right, and everything became clear. So I'm just telling you how to, you know, pull this off yourself. Right, because it's just simpler for me to have everybody like me hoarding this information is not going to do nothing. You having this information, at least when we have these conversations, you know, could I be talking to um some people who, um you know, in the comment sections and so they be wanting this information. So I'm showing at all times have always showed how anybody can obtain and understand, you know, quote unquote, technology and what's taking place, right? So with that, I'm out. Well, hold on a minute. Let me check my um my time here, see how long I've been up. All right. And about less than three hours. I'm good. I'm good. Right, so two hours, 40, 45 minutes, right? So, like I said, this is Old Joe Gritty. I'm your boy, Juice Wanna. Don't forget to hit that like bell. Don't forget to hit that subscribe. You know, you've seen it kept popping up. You know, the subscribe and the notifications so you can have more of these shows. Stay up to date and know what's really going on. I'm out. Peace. Love you. Love you.